Laudato Jesus Christus. This is Father Nathan Dale. Thought we'd talk today a little bit about the proper separation between church and state, where that came from and how that applies to us today, just in the midst of our own uh, political climate that we're seeing in the United States. First off, uh, I'm taking a lot from Jeffrey Myers, who a, holds a PhD, teaches intellectual history from Princeton University, and you can look him up uh, online. He has a bunch of articles about this very subject, as obviously a renowned professor in the area, which I am not. And so I take what others have already digested, and I just give it in a simplified form. So this will be incomplete because I just want to focus on that one question of what is this idea of a separation between church and state? Where does it, where did it come from? And how does it apply to us in America today? So first off, what is the proper relationship between church and state in a well-ordered society? Well, it's kind of a trick question because it can't happen without a well-ordered society. So it's a very idealistic notion in the first place. Um, so we can talk about what does it mean in the ideal because the present situation is far from well-ordered. That's the problem is separation of church and state does not work outside of a well-ordered society. So first off, where did this come from? Uh, this began as a teaching actually of the Catholic Church, um, not in reference to state and many churches, but it was developed in the Catholic Church between Catholicism as the church and the one state, right? So we don't have a problem with many states and one church. We always have the problem of there's many churches existing in one state, and how do you work in the midst of that? So the whole two swords theory is where this kind of came out of. Catholic position has always been basically what Pope uh, Galatius described in the late 5th century as the doctrine of the two swords. And basically what it says is the state has the temporal sword, the temporal order, is a natural society over which the government presides which not with natural authority. So it's exercising that authority for the common good of the community that it rules over. That's the temporal sword. So it's paying for getting taxes, caring for the poor, exercising justice for citizens. Um, the church, on the other hand, is a supernatural society which presides with a supernatural authority over souls, over their welfare, exercising that authority for the spiritual welfare of the community, both as a contribution to the common good and so that all its members may attain their final end, which is life and God in heaven. So the church is there to help order souls to get to heaven, but it's doing this in the midst of the temporal order that the state is looking over. So basically living a moral life that's reflective of God's commandments. That's the church's um, spiritual sword, while the state has the temporal sword. So the moral, and what, what that really means is that moral truth does not belong to the state. It belongs to the church. It can only come from God and his immutable teachings. It can come from the state, which is just always subject to change. It's subject to convenience, public opinion, and the manipulation of the individuals who are ruling over that state and their, their other um, kind of interests in that time. So the church's authority in moral uh, in moral areas is absolute because it doesn't change. 
It always comes from, it comes from God, from the commandments, from what has always been taught. And so it, it's, it's solidified. The church, the states is always a prudential kind of application of moral laws. So only the church can teach with absolute certainty based on divine revelation. The state is subject to change and must discern prudent, prudentially how to enforce different laws in different times. But the state cannot decide what is right and wrong, but must receive this morality from the church. That's when things go crazy. So this is the ideal. The ideal is the church must determine the moral ends of natural government and the moral means by which the natural government justly rules over society. The state governs prudentially within the framework provided by this absolute moral understanding given by the church. So what's the problem? That's the ideal. Why is that not working? Well, we don't have a well-ordered society. That's the problem, especially in the West, most especially in the United States. We have one state, but we don't have one church. Therefore, the state increases power over all the churches. It's, it's no longer, you think about it, before what's supposed to be is the state and the and the church are two parents working together over the children well what happens when you get many churches the state becomes one parent aka a totalitarianism the state becomes the parent and the churches just become a mix uh with all the children below and you can have different churches and different beliefs, all that. Uh, and it's the, the, the state as the parent who regulates all the churches so that the, the parents don't receive their morality, their authority from the children, right? Okay, so that's what we're kind of looking at now is the church, um, along with all other quote-unquote religions, uh, just look at, um, the state looks at them as their children, like you don't tell us what to do you're just another voice of the children but in the end we're going to be the ones to dictate what is right and what is wrong so the state becomes mother and father just totalitarian father and the churches become just children that's what is kind of an effect of protestantism basically because when protestantism creates division of values amongst many churches that's why there's 40,000 plus uh, protestant denominations well, when they can't agree on a moral authority, as the Catholic Church has always done because there's only one, that's when the state has to get more power because then the state becomes an overseer of all those different churches arguing about what is right and what is morally wrong, what is God's will and what is not. And so that's why ever since the Enlightenment, French Revolution, and uh, Protestant Re uh, Revolution, what has happened is the state has increasingly got more and more power while the the Catholic Church has just become less and less and kind of um, thrown in the mix of the other Protestant religions. So that's when the state becomes apparent. Then the moral values are determined not by the church, the church, but by the state, which has been the problem of totalitarian totalitarianism ever since the French Revolution. Then the people become the source, quote-unquote, of moral authority. It's no longer the church receiving divine revelation. It's the people who become the source of moral authority, uh, which can never be the case 
And the governments will always manipulate to get what they really want and say always that it can just be the people's desire. So that's when by public vote or by majority rules or just because of the changing demographics, divorce becomes normalized, adultery becomes normalized, abortion becomes legalized and normalized, uh, contraceptives, same-sex unions become normalized. It's no longer the church saying, this is against God's commandments. We cannot do that. And then the state carrying out commands, it's, it's well, this is what the people want, so this is what we're going to push. COVID restrictions is actually a really good um, kind of reflection on this. The state determining what's essential, uh, what's essential to stay open or to close down in time of a pandemic. Well, once they say that churches are no longer essential, what does that mean? It's one small step towards totalitarianism. To see how far the church has gone beneath the state in this. It's no longer a dialogue between the church and the state as parents. It's the state as a parent looking over the church. Because the whole idea is nature pours a vacuum. So when the church leaves a vacuum, which is a vacuum of a unified moral authority that we receive from God, then the state will step in and usurp that authority. And that's what happens when you have many churches come out. There's no longer a unified moral authority because we're all arguing over what is right and what is wrong. Then the state has to step in as a parent to say, well, no, we'll just tell you what is right and wrong based on, quote, unquote, the opinions that we we receive. Then values are formed by power and by propaganda. When the church is not in, in control of the moral authority, values are formed by power and propaganda. That's it. So the solution can only come when the source of moral authority transcends the state. It doesn't mean the source becomes the state like a theocracy, right? It was what, um, like the church rules everything. That's not what we mean. And it doesn't mean the state assumes the power to become the source of moral authority, which is what leads to uh, totalitarianism. But it's that relationship of separative, separation of a church and state, but it's one church and one state. So right now, separation of church and state has been reduced to kind of sort of angry kids yelling at their dad because he's not doing what they want. That's almost what it's like with all of the different religions, different churches um, telling the state what they should do. Uh, But there's no longer kind of an equality there of working together. And the church itself doesn't have the moral authority that it's supposed to have in order for the separation of church and state to truly exist as a dot. Okay, so what is the solution? Um, and Jeffrey Myers, I thought he had an interesting kind of conclusion on what he was saying. We need to build up Catholic culture so that the church takes its proper place beside the state and not beneath it. Right now, the spiritual sword has been taken away from the church and it's been replaced with, <laughs> you almost think about it, we've been replaced with our spiritual sword with like sticks and that we, you know, all the kids are like fighting one another and yelling at the state while the state wields the steel sword of power. You know, there's just not a comparison between the power between one and the other. Um, and so this is what Jeffrey Myers says. He says, it is only through Catholicism that a proper understanding of church and state can be grasped. This is why no lasting political good will be achieved in our time without both widespread conversion and a vibrant and widely recognized 
church. Separation of church and state is the right idea, but for it to work, there must be not only there must be not only a recognized state, but a recognized church. The doctrine of the two swords is the right doctrine, but its first principle is that we need both swords, which is what we have lost in our time. So that's just a quick word on the separation of church and state. I hope that helps you out, and we will see you next time. God bless you.